Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Lather Talk. On today's podcast, Gerard and I have a casual chat with our good friend Ross, aka Nova Shades. We talk about our mutual love of the Blackland Blackbird TI Razor, whether this past year was the year of the post shave, and touch upon the overall state of the wet shaving hobby. And now, on to the episode. I feel Excelsior is not bad, like by any means. I don't know. Like, are people really, really like you know, hung, you know, like clamoring for, um, you know, slicker soap, you know, and stuff like that? I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's more that they like other bases which are older from barrister man and they're directly comparing it to i've heard both people who like uh reserve better which is funny because that's it's good but it's more difficult to hit you know hit hit the peak point and there's tons of people like glissant they say they like glissant better Uh, like with reserve people say that it was so hard to like it was so finicky and then when he did that video with jared saying like 25 swirls and used like a synthetic brush to it i like that's what i started doing and i'm just like wow this actually works so i don't know it's just uh it's weird uh, i'm i'm really more about the sense you know for the most part nowadays mm-hmm. and stuff like that so um yeah i figure like I and mean, don't get me wrong like i enjoy like you know using a new base and and, um, you know, kind of fiddling with uh, the unique properties of, you know, how they lather and stuff. But it's not, I don't even know if it's like one of my top things really that I that I look at anymore. Yeah, soaps of, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think we've finally, we've gotten past the everybody reformulating phase that that seemed to be like really big, like end of 2019 into 2020. Mm-hmm. And then finally it kind of settled down. And You're seeing people uh, like, just like, yeah, like kind of, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Oh, you're good. Just, it's like little iterations, right? Like if anything. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that I, I think, yeah, there was that phase where it was like kind of major and then, you know, like small iterations and it's, it just like for me now, it seems like it's very difficult to find a soap that you wouldn't at least consider like good or above average from a performance standpoint. Like, yeah, like, I mean, this is excluding, you know, your traditional type of soaps, like your Arco and Williams and stuff like that. Like, and there's even people that still enjoy those too, but you know, for, for the more mainstream artisans, it's, performance is it's kind of unquestioned now at least for me it's really more about finding a scent that i enjoy mm. and um you know to your point and I, I i'm wondering how much more reformulation is really necessary for you like how much better how much better is soap really going to get it's i feel like maybe we'll we'll kind of plateau with that for a little bit um Cause I, just, I don't, I don't, I just don't see a need now. I mean, I know there's still some artisans that are always going to be tinkering, but then it just comes to the point of like necessity. Like, do you need to do it? It's, 
like what, what's your, what's your end goal? And is it going to come at a cost too? Cause mm. you know, that's, that's the one thing with, with Barrison or man, since we've been talking about them that, um, you know, from Glissant to, you know, even with reserve and into Excelsior, they managed to keep that price point the same as they, as they always have um, while still excelling and, you know, um, improving the, the base itself and the performance. And then even, with the uh, the PP8 formula for the soft heart series, I mean that's still the same same price point as well. And it's some people like the PP8 formula better than Excelsior. Um, I, I'm actually I'm one of those. It, it's very minor, but you know it's it, I mean it, it's really just personal preference at that point. But um, you know they've managed to keep that price point the same. And um, I think that's that's really hard to do because a lot of other artisans have had to steadily just sort of increase as they add more or, you know, um, they, they, they tinker, you know, yeah, more and more. And it, it seems like it, it could come at a cost, but um, Barrister Man is kind of the exception, I think, to that. Mm. And, and Ross, you're primarily talking about artisans who have already been more or less established, right? Um, having you know raise the bar for themselves and probably across the line but as you are kind of just going through really nicely kind of recapping end of 2019 beginning and through 2020 uh would you say it's harder at this point for a brand new soap maker to make a splash on the wet shaving scene because the the bar is raised so much i I do think it is starting to get a little bit more difficult um it it's pretty hard to, to really stand out. I mean, it, and it's not even necessarily with just, you know, soap performance and, and sense, you know, like you gotta, you know, you gotta have a good packaging game. Um, you know, you have to kind of prove that, um, you know, you can get things out in a, in a timely manner. And I, I, it's really hard these days. I, I know that there's still been some that are, that are popping up here and there and, you know, I don't know that necessarily the, the artisans that have come up in the last year or two, I, there's none that I can really think of that I would say have necessarily made a, a huge splash in the scene, but they've at least established themselves enough and they've gained enough of a following to remain, you know, it, uh, on the mm-hmm. wet shaving scene. Um, but it's, it's really hard to kind of take down the juggernauts that have been around for the last, you know, six, seven, eight years. Uh, you know, your barrister and man's your declaration um, artisans like that. It's, it's, it's getting really tough. Um, but, you know, th- I would say of all the things you could do within the wet shaving scene, obviously I think I, I would go out on a limb and say that soap making is probably the easiest thing to do. You're not just gonna, you know, we don't all just have, you know, lathes sitting around um, to make brushes or, you know, the machines necessary to make razors and things like that. So mm-hmm. soap making is, is fairly, um, is the easier side to get into if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it, I would say it's getting pretty hard. I, I don't want to say it's impossible. And I think there's enough people that, that have a drive to, to do it, but it's, it does take a little bit more to sort of, convince somebody to sway from these artisans that they've been used to for so long to a brand new artisan that's on the scene. You definitely have to go about it fairly meticulously and, um, you know, in a, in a different way that will sort of get your name out there, but maybe not, 
not scare people away. Mm-hmm. Gerard, would you would you agree where it, it, it's it is becoming harder, at least a little bit, for a brand new soap maker to um, to kind of get on the radar of your average wet shaver? Yeah, um, I think um, I think you also have to look at it from uh, the enthusiasts, uh, I guess, perspective. Is that some you know many of us who've been doing this for a while, um, you know, we have we have the brands that we're already like attached to Mm. um Mm. so to add another brand you know to kind of like have someone kind of pierce through and um you know is one thing and so i think for that's and that's really the difficulty with a new artisan is you know breaking through and and you know maybe you just want to offer it up to um some people and like get their thoughts and then you know you slow slow roll out you know and and get your following that way. I think the person, um, you know, the one that comes to mind the most is, you know, in the past year is probably spearhead. Mm. Um, okay. you know, uh, and, and spearhead is still, I, and I don't, I mean, I don't really know. I don't like follow the numbers or I'm not privy to those things, but, um, you know, but yeah, like kind of how he did it. Um, you know, with into from 2019 into really 2020 and with the launch of Seaforth, I mean, that's probably as good a launch as you're going to get, you know, to pierce through like this, this hobby and stuff like that. That's probably the blueprint that I would try to go if I were um, someone interested, you know, in, in getting in and stuff like that. And at the same time, he didn't only just do that. He, he, he went around the communities. He went around the, you know, um, and and asked people and and wanted honest input and, and stuff like that. So um, all of that, I think, really really helped him and his brand, uh, you know, throughout. So so that's probably it. But yeah, I, I think for anyone else, yeah, it's it's not going to get easier. You know, not right now, unless people just start like you know dropping dropping off, but. No, people, people still thriving. I, I think if anything, even with COVID going on, I think 2020 may have been really good for a lot of artisans. It's just crazy, you know, to, to think about something like that. That's, that's very true. Cause I'm just thinking off the top of my head uh, of the established artisans who moved into bigger spaces, like through 2020 and maybe even beginning of 2021. Uh, I know uh, Peter from uh, A&E slash the shaving club, uh, shaving shop and club uh, moved into a big space. Zing- uh, Heather from Zingari Man is currently setting up a brand new space. Um, dang it. I had another one in mind. Rod, Will- Sterling, Sterling. Sterling, Sterling, well, of course. Yeah, Sterling's always like Sterling's such a solid, uh, you know, like name artisan always, always in the picture. Um, how, did Barrister and Man? Because we're talking about Barrister and Man. I feel like did they move or they increased production somehow? I want to say um, I might I'll have to go back and and, and check that. Does that yeah, sound familiar? Does that yeah, sound probably, right? It's almost like maybe i don't i don't recall either uh it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me Mm -hmm. you know um 
and and yeah, for, for a lot of them, it's probably a good problem to have. You're just like you're literally outgrowing the space you have, and yeah. you need something bigger. You need bigger production. Right. They're they're growing, scaling up during this crazy COVID time. So uh, I totally agree with you. Is basically what we're trying to. The long way of saying, uh, yeah, it, it seemed despite uh, a lot of shortage shortages in like fragrance uh, components in alcohol for aftershaves, people were able to pivot. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just glad. I I think I was expecting more people to close up shop. Not that I didn't ever want that to happen. But I think, you know, l- luckily th- that that wasn't the case. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people have managed to kind of stay the course. It, it's been, it's good to see. I mean, you never want to see people close down, mm-hmm. um, especially under these circumstances. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems like everyone has kind of stayed the course and being able to if they're not thriving, I mean, they're still doing well enough to, to keep afloat, um, which is good to see. And I think, you know, g- given how tight knit this community is, I think everyone is sort of looking out for, for everyone. So I think, you know, we've all got our, you know, our, our preferences and, and, uh, and the people that, that we support and buy stuff from, but you know, there's, it's, it's a, it's a big community. And ultimately when, when people are needed, then everyone shows up. Yeah, totally. Well, before I forget, um, you know, we just rolled right into conversation, but uh, for everyone listening at home, I just want to welcome you to Lather Talk. And I'm your host, John, aka Latherhog. With me, as always, is my co-host, Gerard. Hey, Gerard. Hey, what's up, everybody? And sitting in our honored third chair is our good friend, Ross aka nova shaves uh ross we know from west coast shavings the daily shave he has his own youtube channel and it's just an awesome guy all around hey ross thank you so much for joining us tonight (laughs) appreciate it guys always enjoy uh chatting with you guys happy to be here so uh jard and ross you know the three of us uh these are guys that uh i don't know how long it's been now it just seems like that we've had a group chat forever and we thought it'd be a good chance um where in between interviews, we'd like to check in, but there's no reason that Gerard and I couldn't do a little catching up along with our good buddy, Ross, who we always want to be, want to have him more on the show. And before we knew it, I think a year passed by <laughs> since the last time he was on and we had to remedy that. So Ross is on today. We are just hitting whatever topics, kind of wherever the conversation goes, but also we'll be sharing at the very least some of our current favorite gear. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, the time has definitely flown by. I was it even last year at all that we were on, or was it back to 2019? It's I can't even remember. It it was <laughs> so I think we had you on episode three or four, and then episode six with uh, Alex from Try That Soap. And yeah, we're we're in like the the mid twenties now in terms of like I think total podcast. So it's been a while for yeah. sure. For sure, crazy. I'm, I'm going back and checking right now just to confirm. <laughs> oh boy, I feel bad. I haven't even talked to Alex in a while. He's just down, just down the street <laughs> from me, and uh, I haven't checked in with him in a while. I th- I, I, we messaged each other actually, I think, back in the fall. But I mean, in the fall, it, it, it it's amazing though. Like time is definitely uh, it's been flying by, and 
you know, despite everyone, his beard's probably like here now. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's probably gotten like full ZZ top. <laughs> yeah. So it was, in fact, the February fourth episode, and the fact that we usually record at least a week or two uh, out. It's been over. It's been over a year yeah. since we had you on. So anyway, it's a good thing that you're on today, Ross. So thank yeah, you. I'm, for, I'm thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to keep things going, and, and I do apologize. Uh, see, we're so comfortable around each other that as soon as this thing starts recording, we just jump right into it, and we're talking about some mail calls that we got. And I, I knew I had had to hit record before we missed too much stuff. But let's talk about just like some stuff that we're enjoying right now. Uh, so, uh, so for Gerard and I, I think we're really checking out a lot of razors. Uh, Ross, I know you love your razors too, so. Since this is changing all the time, I would love to hear top five razors. It could be safety or straight razor, whatever. Single edge, double edge. Let me know. What's your current top five, guys? Well, for me, so it's interesting. For those that don't know, I've kind of actually, over the last year, transitioned back to DE and SE razor. Well, I wouldn't even say I transitioned back to SEs because I wasn't really using SEs too much um, before straight razors, but... I've definitely come back to DEs and, and, and SEs along the way. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I still do enjoy straight razor shaving, but I went through the whole honing venture for about a year and I just, it was very frustrating, became an even bigger money pit. And so inevitably I kind of, I, I've, I've put the straight razors kind of to the side, but um, obviously the last time I was on, I think we've, we've always hit, you know, a little bit about, um, Max's razors, Max Brecker. Um, he's still sort of the cream of the crop. I, I, f- I feel like he's the only one I ever really hear these days. I know there's a few other smaller artisans. I think Ale, um, KM razors. They're, they're some of the ones that I've um, started following a little bit more the past year. Mm-hmm. They make some great, great blades. Um, but other than that, it, it, you know, everything I see is, is vintage, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, so to kind of, speed up to where I'm at now. Um, really my, my number one razor, which I, I have right here in front of me is the, uh, the Blackland titanium blackbird, uh, which I, I never in a million years thought I would say based on my previous experience with the stainless steel version, mm-hmm. um, that provided probably one of the worst shaves of my life. One of the bloodiest shaves of my wow. life. Yeah. And, um, Shane, don't uh, listen to this. <laughs> this was this was years ago and and mind you i've probably come a a longer way since then technique Um, improvements yeah i I, I absolutely i i'm 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 100 sure that probably had something to do with it as well but it's been night and day it's Mm. um i can't sing its praises enough and you know based on all the feedback i've seen anyone else that's kind of gotten their hands on it has has pretty much felt the same i know I know Gerard recently used it as well. So what do you think about it? Um, um, yeah, I mean, we can, it's so good. It's really so good. So, um, I had the chance to borrow it, uh, from a friend, uh, the Blackbird Titanium and first shave, like I finished and then I immediately put up, uh, my Tatara Masamune, uh colonial silversmith and my car christopher bradley all up for sale and i sold two of those 
uh, razors already. So, and it's, it was wild, one shave and it just like changed it, like, like everything. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, I had it for a couple of weeks and, you know, it's like, it shouldn't be this good. It's like, like you, you kind of like use it and you're just like, why, why is this thing so good? You know, it's kind of, um, it's kind of loud, you know, like there's definite blade feel, but I, I would tell people, I'm like the safety bar and how it glides is like, I, I feel a hundred percent confident that I'm not going to slice myself up. And I never did. It's so light, so nimble to use. And maybe that's also it, which is weird because I mean, you know, um, maybe the stainless steel was heavier, but was it enough to, you know, to kind of put that, you know, kind of, uh, emphasis on it? I don't know. Like, I almost wish, um, almost wish like Shane came on, like would come on like after us now, like, like the, the fact that the three of us have used it because like, I have like some, like just some input to give, but it's so good. It is so good. And yeah, it's, it's currently, I would say it's my, my, the top razor that I've used, you know, I could literally, that could be a desert Island, you know, like razor, you know, one item, that's it. I'm good for sure. It's yeah, crazy. I, I, I feel the yeah. same way. And I, yeah, it, it, I, I mean, I've had this for a little while now and I still feel the same way as I did almost like the first shave. Like even when I'm done, I'm just like, this, this is crazy. Like where's this been? <laughs> like, and uh, you know, you'll, you'll kind of see a theme. I, I'll, I'll get into my other razors too, but yeah. I, ironically, I've also noticed that I have a tendency to enjoy more of the lighter material razors. So mm. I also, um, end of last year, was able to try the the Henson aluminum razor, which was a very, 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 it's probably the most mild feeling razor I've ever used, but I still got a great shave with it. And, you know, I, I had no fear, you know, of, of cutting myself with it much like, um, Oddly enough, like the Blackbird uh, Titanium. Uh, my number two razor is um, the Carbon Titan. Um, that one's also, that's even lighter than this one because of the, the carbon um, handle. But uh, that one, I, I would kind of like to try the, the, the positive plate, the plus uh, that they offer now because it's a little bit more aggressive. But I still get great shaves with that too. The other one would be my, my paradigm single edge razor. That's been, um, that's, that's been a dream shaver too, since I, I got my hands on one and I still like to use the, the West coast shaving. I have the 84 BT, um, which is, is stainless steel, but it's, um, it's a little bit smaller and, um, that, you know, I still have all three of the different uh, charcoal goods heads uh, that they offer with with West Coast shaving, and my preference, ironically, is still the the toothsome head um, with that. But it, all of them can give me great shaves. You know, whenever I decide to use them. So th- those are those are the razors that I've got and that I've been using. But the really in the end, like like to like what Gerard said, the Blackbird Titanium. That's that's definitely the desert. Um, the desert shave, the island shave.
Yeah, actually, ironically, um, I've had a couple guys the last like month or so that will message me on Instagram. And I actually got a, a message today from some from one of them. And he was asking, he's like, what do you think about the machining of it? And I was like, well, I understand. Like, I know that there's kind of been, I don't necessarily want to say a reputation, but I mean, there's been enough people over time with, uh, with the Blackland razors that have said that there's been some, you know, some pretty bad machining marks and tooling marks, scratches and things like that. And, um, like my very first vector that I had that actually had quite a few scratches on it. That's why I think when I ended up selling it, I sold it for pretty cheap, um, Mm. because of it. And, um, but I told him, I was like, with mine, like, I don't, this one has no issues at all. There's no scratches, no like noticeable machining marks. Like it's, it's perfect. Like I I have no complaints about it whatsoever. So I know I was kind of lucky, but I understand some people probably are a little concerned, but you know, to your point, I think, um, you know, if you email Shane about it, like he'll, he'll probably take care of it. Right. And I think that's important to mention to have a balanced view on things where, uh, because we are in community with other enthusiasts, hobbyists, uh, same thing, Ross, I can confirm where some people for, especially if we're talking about the Blackbird Titanium, you're uh, talking about a $300 razor. Uh, so far, there's only been, I believe, the matte finished and there are polished ones uh, coming. But yeah, so I mean, you know, just to reiterate, there there are folks who've gotten machine marks. However, for everyone that I know that's contacted Shane from Blackland, he has made it right and and, and replaced you know uh, any any problems. So I, I I guess that could be either a buyer beware or at least you know something to be aware of. Right. But uh, so, so so thanks for sharing uh, your current list uh, and Ross the name. Parent- Oh, go ahead. I was well, say, Ross went. Ross, Ross went through his list. I have a list of one. <laughs> <laughs> he, left, he, he named others, but the, I was going to say the paradigm uh, single edge was your previous number one. Is that right? It was, yeah, actually. And until until I tried the Blackbird and um, and and the Carbon, uh, yeah, the paradigm was definitely my number one, far and away. But mm. yeah, this this Blackbird has just turned my world upside down. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, there might be a repeating theme on that. So, anyway, Gerard, can you what's um what's what's your current top five or you know uh, the the list that you'd like to share? I mean, it, it's funny. Like I said, I, I sold a, a couple of razors already. You know, uh, in anticipation of when when the next uh, um, TIs drop uh, to grab one. But um, so uh, Tarmos Mooney was you know was definitely on there, but mm-hmm. I just after using the TI bird, I, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to grab this thing anymore. And I love that razor. Mm. I really love that razor. It's so smooth. It's really, really nice. Does very efficient. Um, it is, it is a great razor, you know, like, like if anyone said, Oh, I want to pick this up, like, dude, go for it. Like it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a wonderful razor. Um, I'd also, you know, put the, what I would consider, you could say the goat razor 34 C Mercure 34 C. Um, I just shaved with it today mm. and you know, I don't grab that thing all the time. I, you know, I really don't, but every time I do, 
I'm just like, oh yeah, that's why I still have this thing. That's why like it still gives me great shaves. Um, I'd also mention uh, the Game Changer 0.84. Uh, I borrowed yours. Actually, I still have yours. <laughs> but it's totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, but I ended up picking one for myself because I just enjoyed it so much. It's also it might be the best quality you know razor at its price point. Like I think new is sixty bucks, and you could find it as cheap as like forty bucks, and you know on the used market for forty bucks, that thing's a steal. Yeah, totally. absolute steal. Uh, and, and I mean, carved Christopher Bradley's also on there. Um, never had an issue with the carb. I only had the brass or I still have it, you know, um, and, and whatnot, but, uh, B or C plate. It's fine. I, I could, I could use that razor also no issues or anything like that, but yeah, TI bird is just it's just crazy, like far and away. It's the Michael Phelps, it's the Usain Bolt, right? You know, uh, uh, of, of of all of it. You know, it's just it's far and away the leader of the pack as far as uh, um, favorite razors to use right now. So, so yeah. So, so probably aside from trying the uh, titanium Blackbird. That, that, not too much change since the last time we checked in about kind of current top razors, right? Like from me- from memory, like I, I think that was more or less intact from the last time we checked in. Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, Pretty close. I, I I'm not, and and also that could also be like I I never considered myself like deeply deeply into uh, you know having uh, Brad. Uh, razor acquisition disorder mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I had just a few, you know, I had what I had and, but I was never like searching for um, some of the others and because I was perfectly comfortable just using the the razors that, that I was using already. Um, but yeah, that thing just changed my world, you know, for the better. <laughs> so well, very similarly, uh, and thanks thanks for sharing your list as well, Gerard. But just like Ross and Gerard have shared, I too have <laughs> have fallen in love with the Blackbird Titanium from Blackland. Uh, I will. I do want to disclose up front that Shane had sent me uh, the black the Blackbird Titanium as well as a Vector Razor. Um, not related to the podcast, but uh, for re- reviewing purposes uh, for the YouTube channel. Either way, it, so so take you know what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, and I want to put that up front. But this is my greatest of all time goat razor, and, and it's not because I got for free. It's you heard. It, I'm glad that you guys went first because for those same reasons, it's why it's since it sits in the spot it does. Um, I always thought that I liked a nice hefty razor with substance and that still remains true. But um, when I had borrowed uh, a carbon razor with a carbon fiber handle, that started kind of changing my mind that, okay, maybe it it depends on the razor head uh, where the weight may or may not matter. And it kind of that progression when I use this, this blackbird titanium, I was just blown away um, from, from Ross and other people I'd heard 
to in general that the Blackland Razors ran more aggressive, more blade feel, etc. This thing was so smooth, very, very efficient, like deceptively efficient, um, and just looked awesome. I've mentioned I love the fact that it's named the Blackbird, which the freaking X Men fly around in. So whenever I'm using it, I hear like na 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 na, like as I'm shaving, it's. <laughs> that's where my that's where my mind goes so all those things combined that's why it's my current goat razor is it going to sit there forever i don't know things are these things are fluid the top five is fluid but uh it's it's like pretty firm you know like like where it sits uh in that because the rest of the list is i would say unordered like that might change around and stuff and there actually is quite a bit of overlap so uh aside from so you know blackbird Titanium over at number one. And then the rest of the list, I would include Charcoal Goods Every Day, which is another recent pickup. And kind of... Likewise, I forgot about that one as well. Oh, <laughs> you, you can you can add it. It could be an honorable mention. Or, there you, you go. Know. Yeah, it's in there too. It, it is very good. It's a very good razor too. I've I only have a so level far. one. I haven't tried the Every Day. All right, and well, I love that. Ra- and I love that razor too. Hey, so. you can you can borrow that one next because I, you know, honestly, I'm I'm so happy that the game changer was uh, a winner for you. I mean, there, there's yeah, that's so that's on my list too. Oh, number <laughs> the, the third one on my list is the game changer 0.84. But I, I love that razor. It's such such a steal for what it is. So the fact that you used it and then like pretty soon after picked up your own, like it's like all right, my job here, you know. My job here is done. I picked it uh, up because it was also like a steal of a deal. Like, it, like, yeah, yeah, totally. But, but uh, I would try the everyday. Um, so if you're if you're interested, uh, I, sure. I can I can send that your way as well. Uh, that so that's a pretty recent pickup that like slid right into this list pretty quickly. Um, so game changer. That, mm, that's three. <laughs> uh, carve Christopher Brett Bradley. Oh my gosh, carve Christopher Bradley plate C. At number four, and the funny thing is, I just shared this list earlier with someone. Uh, what is my number five? This is terrible. <laughs> Maybe it was the Tatara. It's not. I, I sold no. my Tatara. I sold. I know, I know you sold it, but I figured that was at <laughs> the, least. Oh, no, uh, Rockwell. Oh yes, thank you. Yes, because yeah. So I had borrowed Gerard's Rockwell success. Thank you, Gerard, and that that was my um, yeah. So that's my number five. That's just. Also, another great value pick, whether you go stainless steel or you go for the chrome version, um, gives you options with the different plates and stuff like that. Yeah, Rockwell success. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. So I, uh, I'll chalk this up. I, I'm drinking some Old Forester <laughs> single barrel, and maybe that's just making me a little loopy. But anyway, yeah. that's that's my list. Now, you mentioned Rockwell and, and you know, like, I had, yeah, I loan you my success. And like it's funny because I was another one of those razors that as I was getting other ones, I kind of just like put it off to the side and then I would shave with it. And I'm just like, Dude, this thing's great. <laughs> this, thing's, this, this thing's still good. You know, like I'm getting like BBS shaves with that thing. And then, um, you know, I ended up giving it to my brother. And so like, you know, oh. like he, I, he didn't have a stainless steel razor anything like that he's very he's not really in the community but like you know i'll just give him shit all the time and so i gave it to him and he's just like dude this thing's fantastic i'm like yeah it's really good it's a really good razor also 
So uh, it's and that's another one I've mentioned from other people where uh, they'll try very expensive razors, hard to find razors, and then when they go back to the Rockwell, they're like, "This is still good." This and sometimes it's like, "Oh wait, this is actually better, right?" Than some of the other ones they tried. Like, um, I, I think blade feel is often something where you get for people uh, who are really into razors, razor acquisition disorder. They're, they're chasing efficiency. Um, more blade feel, you know, manlier, harder, <laughs> like faster, all, all those things. And you just forget that, that like the humble Rockwell, it kind of has, you know, like, like the, the cons against it, I think are few. It, it's uh, kind, of, kind of a large head. So for pe- some people who have uh, larger noses, it's hard to get under the nose, that mustache area. And I think the look of it, right? Like the, the matte look of the 6S, it might not be everyone's favorite. But aside from that, that's and that's like mostly aesthetic, right? It's like the performance, it's, it's there. I used to have the 6C back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would definitely agree that the head was pretty bulky. Um, I, I I always found like for me, I couldn't go past like the the, the R3 plate. Like just, but anything above that was just like too much for me. I might have toyed with like four every now and then, but anything above that I was I couldn't I couldn't do it but then again that was a long time ago I probably progressed quite a bit since then but even R6 it is not that it's not that aggressive you know it really isn't yeah it's really not so yeah it it might be something worth um you know taking a look back again yeah you know and stuff like that as well but yeah it was one of those things like I could I could easily use that thing you know no complaints at all when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nice. Well, thanks, thanks guys, for sharing the Razor list. Before I forget, rolling back into things, uh, I need to make a plug. Uh, Gerard spearheaded uh, starting up a Discord server for the podcast, for Lather Talk, and really for just for... Uh, what shavers to, uh, somewhere to gather and talk about. Gerard, do you want to talk, uh, just uh, give a little background for, uh, yeah. qu- qu- quick background for people who might not be familiar with Discord? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, Discord is, uh, it's an app. It's uh, available uh, for uh, smartphones, iPhone, Android. Uh, you can also go online, www.discord.com, uh, et cetera. But um, you can chat uh, uh Lather, uh, I started a Lather Talk Discord where you can chat about just like general shaving stuff, stuff about the podcast. Um, that's primarily kind of why I started it, um, just because whenever uh, an episode would drop, you know, some people would dialogue in the YouTube comments. Um, I'm never, if you even have comments on any of the other platforms, I do not look at them, period. Okay. So sorry if you're on Stitcher and you have like some piece of info there, I don't look at it. I've never read anything on there. <laughs> okay. Um, and then an and Instagram and, but 
Instagram is only, you know, like people would message me uh, and stuff like that. It's not like John is privy to that conversation or, or anything. So um, yeah, that's kind of why we started it. Uh, there is also, we haven't really utilized it. Uh, there's voice chat. So maybe like we can, you know, go on there. Um, maybe we can do like Discord live or something along those lines as well. You know, you can have like people on there and whatnot. And yeah, even right now I'm, I'm on it. You know, people are chatting it, chatting it up, stuff like that. Um, you know, just some other enthusiasts, some other YouTubers, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, drop in. Uh, always there for sure. Would love any feedback, any info. Um, tell us we suck. I don't care. You know, uh, <laughs> It's fine. Maybe not that last part, <laughs> but definitely yeah. dissenting opinions, conversation. Uh, you want to comment on the, and kind of give your two cents for the the latest topic, uh, something that was interesting from one of our guests. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, this is a great way to consolidate. Also, if um, because Instagram, it's a very much a solo effort, or there's maybe like one on one conversation. So we want somewhere where people can gather together and you know some people are already in facebook groups some people on reddit uh message boards this is another option if if you have tried and don't either don't like any of the other ones i mentioned or you don't you want to try just something new try the discord and the way to go there is uh go to our spiffy brand new website www.lathertalk.com and you will find a link to the discord there and uh if you can't find it or it's not working for some reason at that point Please message me or Ger- message me or Gerard, and we'll help you out. So brushes, anything? Uh, I don't have anything exciting brush wise to share. I and mean, it's, it's you okay. know what? Like, it's okay like to move I'll on. probably, I'll probably just give a shout out because I've just been like, I've grabbed like probably like four handles recently okay. shout out to Derek Wheeler over at Wild West Brushworks um you know and, and that's the thing we haven't like we didn't really talk about it or anything like that but for those of you that don't know is it 20 was it 2019 and Dece- yeah December December yeah. of 2019 yeah right before Christmas uh, you know um Derek's house tragically burned down in a fire uh and um you know, fortunately, like he, you know, um, he was living with fa- he lived with family nearby, and his house got rebuilt um, and everything. And during that time, like probably like an eight nine month hiatus uh, from making brushes, um, you know, over uh, over under uh, Wild West Brushworks, and then he just came back strong, and like I just feel he's just been like putting out like super fire handles. Like his polishing game is just crazy, just gorgeous handles. And he basically puts out three brushes a day, two to three brushes a day, like six days a week. And you can just, you know, go over to him and, 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 and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, I picked up like quite a few, I picked up more handles since he's come back than, you know before you know uh when when the the accident happened Mm. so um so yeah just a little shout out over over to him i mean um i think all did all three of us or were at least if not if we didn't pick it up recently um you know uh formerly that darn rob now chiseled and chisel and hound uh you know has uh you know kind of (laughs) ross has his over there um, I actually got my handle. It's in the room. 
Uh, it doesn't have a knot on it yet. So um, still thinking about what to do, you know, what to do with it. Mm. Everything like that. Um, you know, um, also shout out to Scott over at Declaration. Uh, you know, uh, that's something we'll, we may talk about with him, but just, was it yesterday? Friday? I don't know, even know. Yeah. He, yesterday, Friday, early yeah. morning, uh, he, or he had, a, he did, he started a drop list. And two hours later, he closed that <laughs> closed that list. Uh, a wait list. I'm sorry, drop list. Uh, he, he yeah he pre-orders. started pre- started a pre order list, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that got so flooded he he closed the pre orders right away. Um, you know, uh, I mean, there I feel like there's no one like you know, and I don't know. Maybe people are hurting, uh, you know, in terms of brushes and stuff like that, but like not like i feel like any of these guys are slowing down right it's like it's 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 crazy you know uh, rob dropped what 40 brushes like a, a little a little over a week ago you know and and he dropped in he's dropping like another like 20 30 brushes like you know like this week and like 80 90 like 95 percent of them are gone there's like maybe two handles left if if that you know on his website i'm currently on the wait list for for with steven over at dogwood handcrafts the last time I looked, I was like, it was at 73 people on his wait list. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like 58 you know, or whatever. I'm in the high fifties and I've been on it for like a month. So maybe by Christmas, I'll get, <laughs> I'll get one of his brushes. I'll get one of his handles. It's so, it's so crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I feel like even, I, I think early on with the pandemic, you know, I, I know like Scott I, at least had mentioned it, but you know, getting, getting the normal hair or like, sort you know, basically um, where he gets his hair from, you know, it was a little bit difficult, I think early on to, to kind of acquire that or to get the same amount. Um, so I, you know, I think maybe it had an impact early on brush makers, but it, besides that, I mean, it really seems like brush makers are still, they're still, burning through things and and they're still churning out brushes at incredible paces i mean like what you mentioned you know derek it's i mean it's good to see him back i i still don't own of his handles but as we've all discussed and i mean we're always seeing him drop handles and sending pictures to each other and we're just you know we're, we're always amazed at the the handles that he's turning out now and he's on obviously version nine of the fanchurian which i'm absolutely blown away with so far um, you know, for, you know, in, in comparison to obviously like declaration in terms of a, a more budget friendly, but, you know, still luxurious type of feel. Um, I think it's a great option if anyone hasn't tried it out yet, but, um, yeah, it was actually, it was really good to see that Scott dropped the pre-order list. I think people obviously have been clamoring for that for years. Um, and I think given how fast he had to close it, I think that's a, a testament to it. I mean, people are literally just sitting there waiting to just give him their money <laughs> to get one of his his handmade brushes, and um, so it's really cool. I'm I'm curious to see, you know, if if it will be sustained long term. I think um, it seems like that's the hope, at least from from what I read. Um, it's just to kind of see how it does, and hopefully be able to do it, you know, long term. But um, yeah, it'll be cool to see how that plays out, but. Yeah I, yeah, I really feel like 
it seems like brush makers haven't really been impacted at all. And it's, it's kind of been business as usual over the last year or so. Um, even despite the pandemic, it's, um, I can't think of anyone new that's really popped up. Um, I mean, it, it seems like it's kind of been business. I, I think there's some smaller ones that have, have popped up here and there, but no, no, no one that competes with sort of the mainstream, the, the artisans that we've, we've been talking about. Um, but yeah, still uh, brushes are still, and I, I think it's the same with you all, but brushes are still ultimately like, that's the one thing aesthetically, like in the, in the shave gear, that's like what draws my attention the most. Um, I, I think I can speak for you guys too. I, I know you guys are big into brushes too. I, I don't necessarily have a huge collection to back that, but, uh, I still like, that's, that's what I gravitate towards. Whenever I see someone's shave of the day, it's usually, it's usually the, the brush. Yeah, totally. And I think all the folks, all the turners that, uh, you guys named, they really, um, I think I just want to add uh, Grizzly Bay. Just as, as far as people who are churning brushes out mm-hmm. very regularly, uh, weekly, monthly, um, you you know they're, they're just uh, each drop. I think always has nearly double digits. Sometimes yeah, that that drop from uh, Chisel and the Hound recently was a great one. I think that collect- was just like multiple brushes. There, like I could buy that. I could buy that one. Maybe I could buy that one. Stop looking right now. And I, I did stop looking. I didn't buy one, but you guys did. And I can, I will live vicariously through, <laughs> through you for that. On the flip side, I, uh, Chisel and the Hound, who you mentioned was previously known as That Darn Rob, on the on the secondhand market, I, I came by two excellent brushes for a steal that finally came in today after a week. Um, I posted them uh, a photo over on my Instagram. Uh, one is like a, a resin wood combo, which I think that's one of like uh, I think Rob's specialties. He he's done some great work with wood, wood and resin, whatever. Like you know, those turned turn out great. And the other one was like a, a darker resin. Um, two different ones that I, th- I think I thought it was one pattern uh, based on this dark photo I had, but it actually was two different patterns and. Anyway, uh, they have the V V4 Fanchurian, which I haven't used one of his knots in a long time. I think v- V1 or V2 might have been my last. So I, I can't keep up. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not buying brushes that often. I think that I'd have one in each version, but just just testing out the the ones that came in today, super soft. I can't wait to use them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Grizzly Bay. I'm just gonna like do an, one additional shout out. Yeah. Um, uh, with Kyle over at Summer Break Soaps. Oh, uh, yes. And uh, out of uh, out of Nebraska, uh, Summer Break Soaps. Um, you know, um, Kyle uh, works in special education. You know, uh, and that's where kind of like uh, the you know name of his company comes from. But late last year, he started a uh, his turning his own handles. And stuff like that. So, um, yeah, um, very small, like you know, like just a handful of handles. And I mean, it's a, it's a part time gig, I think, for him and, and stuff like that. But he's a uh, he's like been putting out some killer pours, um, you know, kind of shapes all over the place as well, um, you know. Um, and it's kind of cool just like seeing him, um, you know, tweak his craft and kind of uh, you know from the get go as well. So. Um, I have a couple of his handles uh, and stuff like that. Um, both of them with declaration knots. Um, I'll probably post those and, you know, just to kind of give him a shout out as well. 
because he's just you know someone that yeah like i'm very very happy with the quality and, and impressed as well with his pores so So that's the uh, we're just hitting the various aspects of the hobby. So that was kind of the brush update from the guys. Um, let's let's move on to software. Uh, maybe there's kind of some overlap right between soap, creams, and post shave. But any yeah, and any product, any artisan stuff, scent wise, whatever that's uh, you guys are really enjoying right now. I haven't really deviated too much away from. Uh what I normally use, but you know, some of the ones that have really, um, I guess gotten me away from, I guess I'll say like the, the alcohol splashes in particular that in terms of alcohol splashes, I think, uh, mal grooming is still my favorite. Hmm. Um, but I've really, I've found myself over the last few months, um, you know, especially towards end of last year. Um, I've really been enjoying the Zingari splash, the unscented as well as the bomb. Um, I've still been using good oleo quite a bit. That's, um, that's just fantastic face feel after. Um, and then more recently, which, uh, I, I, I was able to try before, um, they released, but I guess what, what we're calling the, the mammoth, the, the mammoth bomb, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that, that formula, which I know it's, it's made by Vita of Chicago grooming, um, formerly oleo. Uh, and that, that stuff is fantastic. It's, uh, it's great. I've, I've, I've found myself using bombs more than I ever did before. And for some reason, this winter has actually been particularly harsh on my face. I, I've, I feel like it, it's been different this year for some reason. So, you know, having products like that around has definitely helped a lot. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of nice just to have another option really. Um, the, the mammoth bomb, I, I haven't really, experienced anything quite like it um so it's it's nice to have other options out there now i'm still using zingari bomb like it's it's still so good um i do have uh the mammoth uh chicago crewing uh bomb uh in with huga so and just fantastic um because of uh, all of the supply chain issues I've been, you know, every, I, I have a couple of, uh, Bear Strike Man's bombs as well. Um, also very nice. Um, it's, it's not as thick as the previous two, but it just like applies really easily. Uh, I don't have any, you know, particular qualms about it. Some people talk about the tubs, you know, uh, versus like a pump or, or a bottle, but it's fine. I, I have no, no issues with it either. Um, you know, but at the same time, yeah, just using um, good oleo. Um, I had some rescue potion. Uh, I think that's uh, that was Zingari's, uh, you know, um, uh, like oil um, oil poshave uh, serum, which is which is also excellent. Um, and then uh, I was able to uh, snag one of the upcoming or i guess like relaunching uh from declaration uh the the liniment so um liniment was one of uh you could i guess you could say it was the the premium post shave offering from declaration lnl back in the day and then for a while it was kind of uh you know off uh it wasn't in production and then uh scott 
uh, announced somewhat like, I don't know, maybe within the past month or so that it was going to come back. And then I was able to get um, uh, kind of like, I, I guess, like a bad label drop. I don't know. Like with, uh, I have Epiphenomenon uh, liniment coming up or, you know, the one, that's one of the ones coming out. So that it, it feels really nice as well. And I, I think, I think maybe like what, when we first started this podcast uh, and had everything uh, over a year ago, we were talking about soap bases and all of these things. It maybe 2020 is the year of, of post shapes in all of its, you know, permutations, right? Um, are we going to, you know, go with alcohol-based splashes? Are we going to go with non-alcohol or witch hazel-based splashes? Are we going to go with bombs? Are we going to go with liniment? Are we going to go with serums? Are we going to go... What what else is going to pop up, you know? And so um, maybe revisiting that uh, the the topic of, of skincare, you know, for just for men in general. Um, maybe I mean I know that there we have female listeners, uh, but you know, like I, I know this is the vast majority, like you know, uh, of our listeners are are, are male and. Um, it's just maybe having like a good post-shave and, you know, skincare routine is something that may be up on the uphill, up, upward trend of, uh, of, of 2021. Sorry, maybe I said 2020, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I think post-shave was pretty hot in 2020. I, I think. It, yeah, were, right. Yeah, there was quite a, quite a few changes, I feel like, to, in, in that department uh, last year. So, Yeah, I just, I've counted. Um amongst my favorite post-shave uh i think when i was thinking back on, on what i really liked from 2020 was both zingari man's uh their their non-alcohol splash uh rec- recovery splash because that thing goes on and the dry down feels like you've put on the bomb which also in general i love zingari man's post-shave products i would say even more so than their excellent soaps uh because I get them unscented and they, they wind up being part of the routine with whatever artisan or commercial product I'm using. Right. So that recovery splash is awesome. And then also of note was, um, uh, Holy cow's toner. So they have both the alcohol splash and this, um, you know, uh, non-alcoholic toner. I, I think it's witch hazel based. I'm, I, I'm not sure uh, offhand, it's but mostly water. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. There's aloe. I think you know, <laughs> it's just I, 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 it's actually just water, and I'm no, buying just, it for yeah, the matching just, label. Yeah. No, so um, <laughs> no, because I, I did a I did one of the recent West Coast shaving videos with it, and and I used okay. uh, I used the toner, and then I looked at it, and was like, oh, like it wasn't. I mean, I think there is witch hazel, but the the primary ingredient was water, and and stuff like that. It was aqua. Okay. And so, yeah, and but. No, like I agree with you. Like it, it feels pretty good too, you know. Yeah, it feels really, it feels really nice. Yeah, and, and, and for that one in particular, I like using Centropy, which even though it has like uh, a dozen different notes, it just comes off as like really clean, inoffensive, and kind of on a subtle side. Like it might have like a little spice to it, a little lavender, but when I, it's one of those like when I don't have the matching splash or I just don't want anything uh, strong smelling it works and then the fact that the toner is like a good formula on top of that like all right you like you are my uh you're not unscented but i'm going to use you like that type of product 
I feel like I've done this in in the previous two discussions. Yeah. And I have two more like, like mentions, you know, people for people for, for post-shave. One is Oaken Lab. Chris over at Oaken Lab. If you guys haven't used his post-shave, it's really good. Like definitely very, very much under the radar. And I think it's just because it's not enough in enough people's hands. Mm -hmm. It is, it is excellent. I think it is. It, it's and and his soaps his presentation is is already like you know awesome um unique sense uh you know in in, in his production in his pro uh, um and everything that he does mm-hmm. um you know it his stuff looks fantastic and then we had already mentioned him you know as kind of being the you know breakthrough star of 2020 but uh spearhead his you know his his, oh, his, yes. his flashes also really really good he 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 nailed it coming you know out of the gate with it and so um and i think that was introduced uh under under the seaforth line uh with uh spiced and heather um for for those of you not heather from zingari man one of <laughs> seaforth's uh products is named heather uh it's a throwback to one of the vintage you know names uh, back back in the day and and yeah, it's it's also a great poche formula. It's 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 really good. Isn't that one witch hazel based? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is really good. Very good. So uh, I, I know we have been recording for a while now, and I want to be able to throw this question that we've been throwing at all our guests the last few episodes uh, for, for this new year. Uh, I want to give Ross an opportunity to tackle this one. And that is Ross, can you share with us one prediction that you have uh, in the wet shaving space for the year 2021? Ooh, um, man, that's, that's definitely, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I kind of like I mentioned earlier, I, I, in general, like I view kind of wet shaving right now, it's like, there's always going to be releases. There's always going to be new things, but I feel like in the last year, and I don't know if this is directly tied back to the pandemic, but I, I feel like the word hype has been used a little bit less Hmm. and I kind of view things as being a little more stagnant than it's been in the past. So it, it, it's tough to say. I, I, I'm really, I think the wet shaving space is in a good place right now. I think um, there's just, there's so much to offer. And, um, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, I, I guess my prediction would be that really, you know, the, the artisans that had kind of been the mainstay, like remain at the top. Like, I just, I don't see new people coming up. Um, I, I just, I think I, I, I just question whether or not there's really space, uh, now just, just given the improvements over the last couple of years. Um, I think, you know, I think that the focus has shifted a lot on sense with particular with soap makers, obviously, and that's only going to improve and it's just going to make it more difficult for anyone else to try to, to enter that space. But, um, 
yeah, I, I guess I don't really have any bold predictions for this year, but I just, I feel like those that, that are the mainstays, um, you know, we just, that, that's what people are going to gravitate towards still. And, um, you know, I, I think that's just what everyone's used to. And I think that's, that's going to primarily dominate the, the sales. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your prediction with us, Ross. Uh, I think that's very much the case. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Not that any of us will be upset if there's like Gerard's soap shack uh, hits the scene and comes guns blazing and takes everyone down. Uh, I won't be mad at that, but uh, I do want to thank you so much, Ross, for joining us today. It's been fun just really doing what we do. Uh, I do appreciate, I know, you know, you, you are a dad, all all three of us are dads, but I mean, you know, you're a dad (laughs) of, of uh, two little guys. So I, you know, to thank you for lending your time and just talking, you know, just, uh, spending your evening with us yeah no thanks for having me and and yeah shout out to all the parents out there and everyone that's doing the virtual learning right now you all are uh amazing so uh, yeah. <laughs> you're you're all you're all still here <laughs> yeah we're we're still here <laughs> keep going here. <laughs> you can do it <laughs> thanks for joining us for this week's podcast we had such a great conversation with ross and hopefully we'll have him on the show again before another year passes by Remember, you can find Ladder Talk on your favorite podcast provider or over on YouTube for the video version. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you're enjoying the show, you can do us a huge favor by leaving a five-star review. It really helps us out with the algorithm and getting the show suggested to new listeners. We hope you'll join us again in two weeks for our next episode with special guest Scott Stewart of Declaration Grooming. See you then.